In this episode, we're going to talk about addressing healthy boundaries that will help you stay sane. The job of the principal is challenging, and we are always trying to meet the needs of the people we serve. Teachers, students, parents, central office. I remember feeling like one of those stretchy dolls with my legs and arms being pulled in opposite directions, almost to the point of snapping. To be honest, it is the job of the principal to meet the needs of each of these groups. I spent time reading about servant leadership and focusing on how I could create a positive learning environment. Under the guise of servant leadership, I burned out quickly. I would go home at night with nothing left in that emotional or physical fuel tank for my family or for myself. And I believed that being a successful principal meant giving it my all, all the time. And I believed that I would have mastered the job of the principalship when I found work-life balance. <laughs> I've come to learn that it's not really about balance in work or in life. It's about boundaries. As school administrators, we are often called to do more, to be more, to stay longer, and to give of ourselves without restriction. This expectation that we are to be the job is not realistic, and it's certainly not sustainable. In this episode, we're going to talk about addressing healthy boundaries that will help you stay sane. One of the challenges that always weighed on me as a principal was the barrage of negativity and sometimes abuse I believed I was expected to tolerate from the public. Parents would come into the school and act a fool. They'd call me everything except the principal. I felt like it was my job to take it, to politely listen as they said inappropriate things, often in front of their children, then politely thank them for their time and move on. Bad parental behavior frustrated me for many reasons. First, I usually was disciplining their student for something similar, an outburst or swearing, and it was apparent to me that the behaviors were learned. Second, it hurt my feelings because I truly wanted what was best for my students and I put their interests first, even when I was disciplining them. And third, outbursts like name calling and swearing and yelling are completely inappropriate and they disrupt the learning environment. The job of the principal is to create an educational environment where kids can learn. The job of the principal is not to be the verbal punching bag for the public. I thought about this issue a lot over the years. Adult bad behavior detracts from the school environment. I've noticed other sectors are beginning to set boundaries when it comes to dealing with bad behavior from the public. I was at the airport where I noticed a sign placed at the entrance of the TSA line indicating that aggression, including verbal aggression toward TSA employees or other travelers, would not be tolerated. The same week, I accompanied my mom to a doctor's appointment. The doctor's office had a similar warning posted near the reception desk indicating that the members of the team are there to support the health of the community and to please treat them with respect. I didn't snap a picture, but I believe this sign even listed out appropriate behaviors. These organizations are setting expectations for behavior and thereby boundaries for adult behaviors. I wonder how something similar might play out in a school. For example, if parents were told up front about appropriate behavior with school officials and told if they failed to follow those expectations, what consequences would follow. That TSA sign indicated that unruly travelers were at risk of criminal charges. Could we post a sign much like PBIS about expected adult behaviors and spell out the consequences for violating the expectations? 
Might we tell parents that disrespectful behavior may result in them being asked to leave the premises or that authorities might be called? Might we say that school personnel will not meet with adults who are clearly agitated? These feel like healthy boundaries that will keep my focus as the school principal on a safe and healthy educational environment. I had a former principal friend share her approach to setting boundaries. She said when parents would call yelling and swearing at her, she'd politely tell them that she would talk to them when they could speak respectfully and stop swearing. And then she would hang up. She had set an expectation and a clear boundary. What boundaries about adult behavior in your building would help make your job more manageable? Another challenge we face as school leaders is getting caught in the grocery store at church by an upset parent. Here you are on a lazy Saturday morning circling the potatoes in the vegetable section of Kroger when little Jill's mom pushes her cart right up next to yours and starts complaining about the hot lunch line. Your reflection about the twice-baked potato recipe you're planning to cook tomorrow is interrupted by her suggestion for dismissing the students in a different order each day. Good mental health is important. To be happy and healthy, we need to engage in things that allow us to regenerate our emotional and physical energy on a regular basis. We nurture our mental health by engaging in things we love, cooking for our families, travel, spiritual growth. All of these things let us set aside the demands of the day-to-day and regroup physically and mentally. This means stepping away from your daily work. And when we remember that parents send us their most important thing in their lives, their children, we can understand their concerns are urgent to them. The art of setting this boundary is keeping this thought at the forefront. The parent is approaching me right now out of concern for their child. That doesn't mean we have to foster the conversation and to get to our resolution about the lunch line. Please call me first thing on Monday morning and set up an appointment. This statement is all true. You and I both know if you stand there and listen to her recommendations, you'll be more annoyed than anything else. You won't hear her suggestions, which may have some validity to them. And you won't be stepping away from work and nurturing your own needs. The analogy of the airplane mask is overused because it's reality. In every situation in life, if you don't attend to your own needs first, you will be of no help to everyone else. It's okay to step away from the role of the principal and be yourself. Prepare yourself for public interactions before you leave the house. Take a stack of business cards so you can give them your number and practice your spiel redirecting them to contact you at the school. There's nothing wrong with setting a boundary and taking time to rejuvenate in your community. Finally, there is an idea out there that it's a good plan to have an open door policy. As school leaders, we want to support the needs of our teachers and students. We want to build positive relationships and we want to be there when they need us. Somewhere in the history of the principalship, that has been translated into this idea that we have to be available 24-7 for those in the school building. I cannot tell you how many times I was in the middle of school improvement planning when someone dropped into my office to chat about the weekend, or how many times I needed to get a discipline report completed and a parent popped in to talk about the upcoming spring festival. An open-door policy has translated to you being available on demand. And let me clarify something. You are not Netflix. You have a job to do and responsibilities to fulfill. In the interview with our leadership coach, Kapeka Salter, she stated that she often joked that her day started when the teachers and kids went home. This is so true. And I'm here to call it out. It's not sustainable. 
We cannot regularly set aside our responsibilities until the building is empty. 60-hour work weeks will burn us out quickly. So what's the answer? I think you know. Setting a boundary. At IEE, we have coaches that work out in schools, so we are very seldom together. And when we are, there does not seem to be enough hours in the day to connect with everyone, address their concerns, hear about their work, celebrate their successes, learn about their family. And when we are together, I'm distracted by the agenda I have for the day, the phone calls I'm trying to squeeze in with with schools. And I always leave those interactions feeling like I left them wanting more, more connection, more time. So this year, I decided I'm going back to my college professor days, and I'm establishing office hours, a la virtually. My team members have a link to my calendar with open times that they can drop in for a conversation about anything that is important to them, and they will have my undivided attention. Principals, you can do the same. Block out chunks of time weekly where folks can make an appointment with you. Send an electronic invite. Tell them discussion topics are wide open. And then shut your door and get to work. Tell your staff in your email that you're inviting them to sign up for office hours with you, that you'll be shutting your door to get work done. And while you are still available for emergencies, you are focused on the responsibilities of your job. You still need to be in the hallway, socializing with teachers and students, and you still need to handle discipline issues. But when you carve out time to meet with people and to get your job done, close your door and do it. Mrs. Jones' recap of her weekend at the lake will come after school, but for now, you need to get your work done. Setting healthy boundaries is a key to successful principling. Dealing with angry parents, planning for interruptions to your personal time, and scheduling your workday can help you set healthy boundaries that keep you sane and help you to continue to love the job. Join us for our next episode of The Principalship, The Worst Job I Ever Loved.